good morning, good afternoon, good evening, um, wherever you are in the world, whatever time you're listening or watching this uh, cricket show, it's really good to have you with us. And um, it's even better when we say good afternoon, Prasan. Hello, my friend. How are you? Good afternoon, Bharat. I'm very well, thank you. Uh, it's a little chilly here in Bangalore. Uh, a rather sunny afternoon and uh, randomly it's become cloudy now, but I'm doing well. How are you doing? And you're looking well, can I say that? Looking really well, so that's good. Um, <laughs> and uh, when you say chili, just yeah, I, wish, I, mean... I wish we had your chili instead of our chili. Um, how are things in Bangalore <laughs> generally? Getting better slowly? Yeah, I think so. Uh, we uh, we flew in our first uh, set of vaccines. I think we got about uh, 7 lakh doses um, of the Covaxin, that uh, Shield, sorry, I must say, the, for the vaccine. So, they're planning to start a drive from Jan 16th, so hopefully everything goes well. Fantastic. That's really good to hear. Light at the end of this very long tunnel thing we've been going through. Um, here we're in uh, another national lockdown, which is not good, but at least the uh, vaccine rollout is starting to ramp up. So that's a positive. Uh, but um, what is keeping this going is this incredible series down under. Um, when we talked last time, I was asking you, is this the best ever away win in a test match? And I think we sort of agreed that it was. And, and now I'm going to ask you, following uh, the first test, which was uh, memorable for really different reasons, um, this third test, is this the best draw that we've ever managed uh, away from home in very, very trying conditions? Absolutely. I think, uh, at least in my uh, memory of what uh, Cricket India has played for quite some time, I think this is possibly the best draw that we've got. Uh, obviously, you know, we, we've got to keep in mind that we didn't have so many of our star players. Virat wasn't here, Ishan, Tomei, Shami. So many players that we missed and obviously Hanuma Vihari battling that hamstring injury. Ashwin, um, we saw Preeti Ashwin, his uh, his wife basically tweeting, you know, saying that the man had back spasms, he couldn't sleep, he couldn't even stand and yet um, they both weathered through the storm that the Australian bowlers had. They stonewalled their way to a fantastic draw. So I think um, in, in a sense, you know, this is probably... Uh, Indian cricket's biggest achievement and it will certainly go down in the Hall of Fame as probably one of India's best performances overseas for sure. And I want to share, if it's okay with you, Prasant, uh, that um, he gives me so much positivity because at the end of day four, I messaged Prasant and um, I says, can we do it? Can we survive? And he says, yes, we can. And he told me how we could do it and best to how, how do it. It's the way that we did do it. With the initial partnership with between Pujara and Pant and Ashwin and Bihari, Prasant called it, uh, absolutely called it the day before and gave me a lot of hope. But I have to say, waking up on a Monday, it's never good. But waking up on a Monday and having the stress, <laughs> I've never had that much stress on a Monday morning, I don't think, for, well, an hour and a half. must have been when I woke up and we were going through the last overs. Uh, firstly, incredible prediction from you terms of getting the positivity and making me wake up early thinking yeah we'll still be in the game by the time I wake up here in the UK and mm -hmm. calling it as uh, it, it, it panned out really pretty much um, how was the last session for you well I'll be honest I think uh, I, I'm 23 years old and I've never ever sat through a whole day of test cricket without missing a single ball and um, that day I sat through a whole I sat through whole three whole sessions without missing a single ball. And that's what this test meant for all of us, I think, back home. 
uh, because you know it it was on expected lines you know it was it wasn't like uh, you know we were in a position where we where we were going to lose it was just a matter about needing to show that character and needing to show that sort of uh, resolve that we eventually did and i think during our conversation also we spoke about how um, you know vihari probably had something left in him and obviously the man's playing for a spot in the national side and it's never easy to produce such a performance so i think uh, if i'm being truly honest i think that injury did come as a blessing in disguise because if india did try and go for the win uh, you know with bihari and ashwin you know it might have created a couple of chances for the australians but uh, in hindsight you know whatever happened was for the good of indian cricket and bihari produced a top class knock and uh, great to see the way rishabh pant also batted i think um, he did get a fair share of brick bats uh, when he did throw away his wicket but on any other day that could have just lobbed over point and raced away four and he could have got a century um, i i think he would have probably become the only other wicket keeper after allen not to score a century in the fourth innings of a test match uh, in australia yeah. i guess so uh, a lot of things could have happened but uh, i i think this is certainly a mental win for india uh, more so than for australia so a lot of positives out of this test and uh, really happy the way it panned out and i think spending those many hours watching the test match was certainly worth it yeah and i want to uh, talk a little bit more obviously about that incredible last day but just going back to the start and how we got to the stage of where we were trying to save the game um what went what was different from this test match to the previous one where we dominated pretty much uh Uh, and to be fair uh, apart from the one or two sessions in the first test you know we were on we were matching or if not on top of australia um was it simply the coming back to form of labushans and smith and the good of the bukowski gave them um how did australia get on top yeah i think uh, definitely the return to form for steve smith and labushan and obviously bukowski also doing well certainly had a role to play because uh they did outscore us right they did uh, score uh, 300 plus and uh, it was always going to be a question of how india was going to respond with the bat and unfortunately we considered a lead of 90 plus so that just means that the australian batsmen were a lot more better than uh, what they were in the previous two test matches and uh, that obviously did give them an advantage early on in the test match you know um, so it it certainly com- comes down to just that uh, that uh, the batsmen are in good form because obviously if you if you look at it you know mitchell stark and nathan lyon haven't exactly their straps yet um they aren't looking exactly convincing as they, uh, they probably are or you know how they've been over the past years so uh, it's definitely down to the batting and you could see you know steve smith almost tripped and hurt himself while celebrating that century so uh that's what it meant to him that's what it uh, meant to the whole of australia so yeah it it was certainly the batsmen stepping up that made a difference in this test and the bowling uh is it is it, the fact that you know we have got our frontline bowlers there now was a little bit highlighted bumro was pretty much on his own and um obviously um uh we had a um navdeep saini and um mohammed siraj coming in very new and bowling in tough conditions um was it tough there for the bowlers now well Or was it uh, simply that the batsmen were you know on form yeah i mean look uh, it, it, i think test cricket has evolved in a certain sense that batsmen are no more looking to score 10 runs of 100 balls uh, every batsman is looking to make runs and we saw that uh, with the way labushain started uh, you know he scored a couple of boundaries early on 
uh, even Steve Smith for that matter of fact, you know, they pounced on whatever was uh, given to them and, uh, you know, that they could score off. So, I think test cricket in a way has moved to an area where uh, people are no more looking to take the match all the way into the fifth day, but they're looking to score a whole lot of runs and score at a quick pace. So, uh, in that sense, I think Mohamed Siraj and Navdeep Saini tried to bowl a little fuller in length um, and they were obviously... Given the fact that test match fields are obviously open and there are a whole lot of gaps, uh, the Australian batsmen could uh, pretty much pick away in those gaps and uh, punish the full deliveries or over-pitch deliveries and at times let deliveries that uh, the both of them bowled. But having said that, Navdeep Saini was absolutely fantastic in the second innings. I thought um, he was definitely better than what he did in the first innings. And they'll, they'll obviously learn, you know, it's it's both of their first tour of Australia. Uh, you can't expect much from them, you know, with uh, the quality of batting that Australia have. Obviously, it's a full-strength squad. So, uh, to do what they did, uh, especially Siraj getting through all those hurdles of losing his father and Navdeep Saini, obviously, in front of such a huge crowd to perform the way he did, I think, was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, they will definitely take a lot of... Um, uh, um... Positives from this game, and they will use this experience, and they were literally thrown in at the deep end, uh, bowling in these tough conditions in Australia against, like you say, uh, informed batsmen. Um, obviously, I-, I thought Rohit came back and had a good um, uh, opening uh, innings in the second one. Obviously, in the first one, he was a bit unlucky. But um, what did you think of him coming back? I think he's giving us a bit more confidence at the top order with Tribunum carrying on with great form. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 fantastic that, uh, you know, both Shubman Gill and uh, Rohit Sharma are in good form. I think Gill was always touted to be uh, a great test match player and um, he's really showcased that in the chance that he's got. Uh, he's looking absolutely solid and uh, that's very important for Indian cricket because uh, we have tried Mayank Agarwal, we've tried Prithvi Shaw. Prithvi Shaw obviously has a couple of policies that he'll have to iron out over the... Uh, over the next course of the course of the next few years, but Shubman Gill looks absolutely like a million bucks at the top of the order, and for him to bat with uh, bat with someone like Rohit Sharma who has a whole lot of experience, Rohit himself obviously amongst the runs as well, so that can that only bodes really well for Indian cricket. And uh, the fact that you know that the both of them did score runs obviously eased the pressure on Pujara, eased the pressure on Rahane, because without Kohli it was always going to be a tough task, and if the openers didn't score the runs that they did then uh, the pressure was going to be in the middle order and they could have built it even further. So, a lot of credit has to go to the way the openers started and uh, it's, it's very good to see and hopefully they continue that in the fourth test as well. Yeah, I think they did make the... They um, saw, uh, pretty much saw out the uh, new ball and um, I think that did make a difference uh, because um, coming on to the day five, you know, that Indian cricket in the past, we've seen and we saw what happened in the first test as well. That um, we we can you know we've seen you know where we lose a lot of wickets and the game ends very quickly. We don't have the resilience or the backbone to stick with it. But I've never seen an Indian team back so much, d- despite having all these injuries. I mean, we talked about Bihari, you talked about Ashwin Pant uh, playing through the pain barrier. Um, it was incredible by all of them. Absolutely. You know, there's, I think there's also a very interesting stat that uh, India batted the most number of overs in the fourth innings uh, uh, since 1979. And uh, wow. I think that's a fantastic stat. Uh, they batted 131 overs. Um, uh, Ashwin and Bihari themselves batted over three hours each. So, I think it's a fantastic effort. Look, Bihari and Ashwin both have been under the... Uh, under the scanner for a long time because they haven't really been amongst the runs. Ashwin in particular, 
um, you know, he also spoke about it. He was batting well in the nets. He was doing well in the practice sessions, the simulation sessions. But for some reason, he wasn't able to do it out on the field. And um, in test cricket, you don't need to score a whole lot of runs. You know, the test cricket is obviously a, a format wherein you need to be a lot more precise with the way you, um, you know, back the opposition out of the attack. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, or bat the opposition, best opposition bowlers out of the attack. And the way they uh, applied themselves... It was going to be tough, you know, with Bihari with a hamstring, it's never easy for him to yeah. uh, take those runs that he did. Uh, obviously, they probably didn't collect about 50 runs, but that doesn't matter because ultimately, um, you drew a test match which, uh, which you were uh, otherwise probably going to lose. So, a uh, fantastic effort. Uh, chasing 400 plus was never going to be an easy task and I, I think that pulled off a major heist uh, at the SEG. Yeah, I saw an interview afterwards with um, Jinx and he was saying it feels like a win and I agree with him. Uh, considering uh, all the injuries, you know, the players that went in the team, uh, the condition, Australians had their first team uh, out. I think it, it, it did feel like a win. But I also want to take you back to when Rusev came out to bat and started counter-attacking. Um, that, that could have gone two ways. I mean, yeah. like you said at the start, you know, he does get um, a lot of uh, media highlight, you know, attention, uh, sometimes for the wrong reason. And sometimes it's it's down to him as well, some of the shot selection and the way he gets out. Uh, what were you thinking when he was playing that sort of an innings? We've seen before, and it's sometimes worked, sometimes not worked. Um, and he takes a lot of brick rats uh, when it doesn't work. Um, what were you thinking? That somebody should go out and send a message? Say, you know, calm down? <laughs> Look, I mean, I, I think you really can't curb the way a certain player plays because it's 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 only going to uh, hurt the way that they approach their batting. And uh, Ashwin couldn't have put it in a better sense when he said that Rishabh Pant leaves all of us in, on in tender hooks. I think um, that's certainly what he does because watching it from home, uh, we were always thinking, no, you know what, Rishabh, there's a long gone there, don't hit the ball. But he somehow manages to clear the boundary and... That's the character that he is and uh, there's certainly absolutely no need to change that. Um, you know, you probably want him to bat a little slower. You probably want him to take uh, his time. But, you know, he does. Uh, it's, it's not like he goes for broke every single ball. He picks the delivery. He picks the bowler. And um, it, it's it's basically, as I said, test cricket is certainly developing. Uh, you know, no one's going to uh, sit and patiently watch a test match where a batsman scores 20 runs from 200 balls. And if everyone does that, then there's no point of going out there to bat because a batsman's role is to score runs and it's not only to defend delivery. So, ultimately, what he did was, was fantastic. Uh, I think it was a great spectacle for all of us. And um, so, at 23, the things he's achieving, you know, it's absolutely phenomenal. And uh, he's obviously a very, very big star for uh, Indian cricket to come. Yeah. Well, one thing I want to um, ask is that our supporters and our media remember next time when it goes wrong, you know, don't have, don't get on his back. Don't blame him. They, that's the wrong sort of shot to play in Test cricket. Or the, the circumstances weren't right for that shot. Just remember this innings. And um, I'm sure, like you said, he's got so much talent. We'll see more of these innings than the ones that go wrong. But I um, hope uh, people don't have short memories and um, remember this innings because I think this made that innings made the difference. Obviously. Uh, Jara, Ashwin, Bihari need to take a lot of credit, but I think this just sort of changed the dynamic uh, this innings from Bunt in terms of um, you know fighting back and uh, then giving us the opportunity to hold out. Uh, so hopefully uh, the media will have a long memory and remember uh, uh, next time uh, something goes wrong for Bunt. Uh, but um, in terms so of... Are you, are, you, are you taking a direct jab at us then? <laughs> 
Well, no, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm just saying, uh, let's just uh, uh, just remember this and what he did and uh, uh, yeah, how it goes. Um, also, um, obviously, the, the test match was um, very um, tight and, you know, there's a lot of uh, passion and a lot of feelings. But um, did we start seeing the Australians coming back to the Australians we thought had gone, you know, pre-South Africa days, you know, the change in mannerisms and you know especially i'm bringing obviously i'm talking about the incident with smith which uh, i've read a bit more about and also tim payne um uh, saying a few words to Ashwin and fair play to Ashwin. he gave it as good as he got so uh, the australians were really feeling the pressure and the old yeah, side I mean, of it was coming through I'm not, I'm not sure what Tim Payne was trying to do, you know, chat with a host of a podcast because Ashwin's done a whole lot of talking over the last two months. And uh, obviously, when he gets a chance to, uh, you know, talk again, he's certainly not going to hold back. So, I, I don't know. what Look, I mean, the whole point was the way Ashwin and Bihari batted. Uh, I don't think the Australians would have expected it because no. obviously, both of them were under a whole lot of pressure. Um, they were under the media hype as well, and obviously the Aussies know that uh, knew that they had a they had an advantage. So um, it was bound to come, and um, I think the way Payne went about it was slightly unprofessional. The way the things he said, obviously here in India, I, I don't know why Sony, you know, they sort of uh, toned down the volume of uh, uh, the stump mic, but I think oh. uh, back back in Australia and probably in England as well, you guys can hear everything yeah. that's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, a lot of people were thankfully, you know, posting videos of the clippings, you know, with uh, the incident that happened. And ultimately, obviously, we could all hear what happened and it was certainly distasteful. But that's the banter that I really wanted right from the first test. You know, this is test cricket. Uh, you're not playing backyard cricket where you're just going to forget about everything after every single day. So great to see something like that happening. And I think Indians certainly got under the Aussies. We saw Matthew Wade trying a couple of uh, things. Uh, running at Ashwin and doing all that sort of stuff. He threw the ball at Bihari. Uh, everything happened. So, I think, I think it was a great day of test cricket. And ultimately, for the Indians to come up, Trumps, I think, uh, was very important. And uh, that's eventually what happened. And uh, as for Steve Smith, <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly don't know because I, I'm, on, I'm sort of on the fence here, I guess, because Steve Smith is known to be that unsettling character, someone who always wants to get under the bowler skin and the opponent skin. So, what he did certainly didn't seem like uh, uh, didn't seem warranted, but at the same time, uh, he said that he had his intentions behind it. So there's not much that we can say apart from that, I guess. Yeah, I read an article. Um, I think it was on the BBC uh, Sports. Um, that he's it's something that he does <coughs> on a regular basis, where he goes out um, to weather batting in the crease just to see which which different ways a bowler could bowl. When he's building, so it's apparently something he does regularly. But excuse me, was highlighted because of the tension that was surrounding this last day. So I'll yeah. hold my judgment on Smith. But uh, Payne, yeah, it's good to have um, uh, the Australian sort of. You know, you, you want a bit of um, uh, passion on the field as long as it doesn't cross the line. But I think I totally agree with you, and it's something we've talked about before. Uh, these young Indian players, and Ashwin uh, has been through the past few years, are not what they used to be. They're, they yeah. give it as good as they get, which is good to see. And I think um, the Australians are getting uh, a taste of what they dish out as well. So, yeah, the aggressiveness, the arrogance, I like that. And I've said that before, as long as it doesn't cross the line. Um, but what did cross the line uh, was um, some of the crowd and some of the issues that were raised there. 
and um, it was really, really sad to see when you see a limited number of people being lucky enough to go to the ground and then, um, you know, basically chant some racist, I didn't hear what it was, uh, to be honest, but I heard the uh, Indian team did complain to Tim Boone and the umpires and the uh, powers that be, but that wasn't a good sign to see from the Australians. Yeah, absolutely not. I think uh, just like the way uh, the Aussie players themselves were riled up, I think the Australian crowd was also pretty riled up because uh, the result wasn't going their way. Uh, I, I think they basically wanted to get under Siraj's skin because he's obviously not uh, too experienced in that sense. He's played only a couple of tests. And uh, I mean, obviously, uh, Mohammed Siraj is certainly a hero because it's very, very hard for someone to stand up to a situation like that and uh, go and complain because... Um, the media can take it in any sense, you know, they can say that he's complaining and, you know, he should he should take that uh, uh, on himself and uh, sort of get on with it. But um, what he did certainly made him an overnight hero. Uh, racism is something that's completely unacceptable uh, in any sense, uh, uh, not just in sport. I think we've seen the Black Lives Matter mo- uh, movement take, uh, take a look, gather a lot of steam over the last few months with West Indies. It's even happening in the Big Bash League with every single game. So... I, I absolutely uh, uh, discourage such acts because it's it's not funny, you know. You can't call a person or you can't uh, uh, sort of throw racial slurs at a person. And uh, what Siraj did was hundred percent correct. And I think everyone's apologized for it. Each and every Australian player, the Australian coach, the Australian captain, um, and even cricket Australia. So, but uh, I, I don't think an apology is something that will suffice. Uh, action should be taken, and until then, I don't think uh, this this issue will ever come to an end. Yeah, I, I totally agree with everything you say. Just uh, I think we highlighted it in APL. Um, I think the BCCI should get a bit more um, involved um, in the fight against racism, um, just no matter where it is in the world. I think um, we need to be a bit more proactive in that. Um, and um, it'll be um, interesting to see if India, the Indian, the BCCI take uh, further steps on a campaign uh, to stop any sort of uh, uh, racism, uh, no matter where it happens. And um, we hope um, we never see that again. Uh, but like you said, I think it was all down to um, the situation, but that doesn't um, justify uh, what happened. Uh, but uh, I'm glad uh, the Indian players called it out. Good for them. And hopefully the people will get the appropriate punishment. Uh, but uh, one thing um, Tim Payne did say, and I am a little worried about this, is I can't wait... He was telling Ashwin, I think, I can't wait to get you to the Gabba. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> this is going to be tough. I mean, this might be one of those that we said the, the, the test match uh, just we've seen was one of the best in terms of it felt like a victory. If we get through this next test match, it will be incredible. I mean, for a start, we haven't got a good record at the Gabba. I think uh, eight, six, we've lost five. I don't think the Aussies have lost there for a long time. Um, let's just start with the injuries and the team selection because that's going to be a headache. I believe uh, Bumrah is ruled out now as well. Yeah, well, he isn't ruled out. Um, I, I think he's certainly suffering that abdominal strain, but um, he isn't ruled out completely. I think uh, they're going to give it a day or two because uh, obviously, I think India made a habit of announcing the 11 um, the day before the toss. So, I think with so many injuries, it'll be interesting to see if they continue the trend and uh, announce the team tomorrow. But uh, he isn't ruled out. Uh, I think there are a couple of reports saying he'll play even if he's 50% fit. But uh, I, I don't think they have too many options to fall back on because then that'd be a super inexperienced attack if Shartul Thakur or um, 
uh, Natarajan come in. So it's going to be a very hard choice to make that uh, to select that playing eleven. And God, for, God forbid, uh, Ravi Sastry needs to come out of retirement or uh, <laughs> as Virendra. If Virendra Sehwag actually tweeted, uh, I think I think I'm not sure if it was yesterday night or today morning. He said, um, with with the number of players not there, I, I don't even mind coming out and playing. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be very hard for him to select the eleven. And uh, for us, obviously, it's very interesting to see how they do it. Yeah, uh, for definite, um, David has ruled out. And do you think uh, Vihari is ruled out as well? Yeah, Vihari and Teresa both ruled out. Yes. And Pant, what, what about him and Ashwin on their injuries? I think Pant's fine. Uh, Rahane said that Pant's fine right after the post-match, uh, I mean, during the post-match presentation. Um, as for Ashwin, I think uh, he had a couple of back spasms, but uh, I, I think he's good to go. Uh, there, was, there weren't too many signs of, um, you know, pain or something like that. So I think he should be good to go for the test. And w- w- you said um, um, Jesper is 50-50. Uh, even if he's 50%, he'll probably play. Uh, considering we've got a big test series at home against England coming up, um, is that a risk you would take? I know the uh, the uh, the test match and the series is you know on a tight one-one, uh, and a lot lies on surviving the Gabba for five days. But would you still risk Bumrah on this one? Yeah, well, if it was a personal choice, uh, I mean, if if it, if it were a choice that I'd make, I'd probably not play him because uh, obviously considering the World Test Championship and uh, the series that is on the line against England, I think uh, it's going to be very important to have him fully fit. But having said that, it's going to be a very tough choice because uh, here the series is on the line, the Border Kavaskar Trophy is on the line mm-hmm. and uh, even a draw will help. So, so to have someone like Jasper <clears throat> in the side, He's not just another bowler who is a strike bowler. He's the leader of the bowling unit. Uh, we've seen how much Siraj and Saini have pra- uh, praised him over time. So to have him in that bowling unit and uh, you know to to make an impact to guide the youngsters will be something fantastic. And uh, really hope that he plays because uh, he's a very very key part of the Indian unit. Yeah, I'm just thinking that you know if he's not if he's uh, 50 or 60 percent and um, he can't bowl in the second innings or something like that. We are really going to struggle, um, but I'm just—I take your point about him being a leader and guiding the other uh, bowlers. That is obviously something you can't measure. Uh, but who do you think is going to replace um, uh, Ravi and uh, Hanuman? Yeah, I, I think Saha certainly going to walk in. Um, I mean, at least that's what I think because uh, you definitely can't drop Rishabh Pant. And uh, given the fact that uh, the whole debate is about one guy keeping and one guy batting, this uh, there's an opportunity that's opened up. Uh, I, I I don't really think they'll play Kuldeep Yadav because there's no point playing five bowlers and all five of them can't bat. Um, because in Test cricket you need to have that balance and obviously against a quality bat or bowling unit uh, that Australia house, you think. Um, that the batting will need to be strengthened. So, I have a feeling they're going to get Saha back, um, make Saha keep and play Rishabh Pant as a batsman. Um, and as for the other position, I think, uh, you know, someone like uh, Shardul Dakur might come in. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Because, I mean, if Kumra is not playing, then either Shardul Dakur or uh, Natarajan will come in. But um, it's again going to be a uh, it's going to be a difficult choice because uh, it'll, be, it'll be one of Mayank Agarwal or Prithvi Shaw to replace uh, Bihari. So, uh, whether they play either of them in the middle order or they ask Shubman Gill to go down to number four or five, uh, it's again going to be a very, very difficult choice. So, uh, I, I think it'll come down to what they decide is best for the team. And have you ever seen a selection go down to this bare bones? Like you said, we're really struggling with so many injuries. I can't remember a series where 
um, you know, so many of our key players are going to be missing for the final test. Yeah, I mean, in, in a way, you know, you uh, that's why we should all probably credit the way Ravi Shastri and the, uh, the management, you know, have managed to keep so many players. Uh, the whole we went with uh, such a big um, squad only for this reason, obviously. Uh, injuries were always going to be a concern. Obviously, with the pandemic also, there was going to be a situation wherein uh, players might have uh, needed to be in quarantine. So, uh, credit to the management for taking such a big contingent. And uh, we still have the players. It's not like, uh, you know, we're going to have net bowlers or something like that come in because these are all proved and, uh, I mean, these are players who proved themselves. So, um, it, it, while it's going to be a very interesting choice, I think uh, it'll come down to picking the best of players. And, uh, you just need to fill in those two spots. Otherwise, uh, if Bumrah's playing, then that's obviously a bonus. Yeah, and I, t- I totally agree. It's a testament to the uh, management of the team and the bench strength we've got. Uh, that we, we can bring in players um, and uh, they can stand up like uh, they've already shown in terms of the way Mohamed Siraj is bold and Zani's come through. Banton, you know, they've all come through and Shubman and Gill. So it's a testament to the bench strength and the coaching and the management. Uh, but um, looking at the Gabba, I know the Indian management did try and get this test moved. Uh, there was uh, issues around uh, quarantine and the pandemic that's happening in Brisbane. Uh, but uh, the Australian Cricket Board, I know why they wanted to play there, because of the record they've got there. So give me some hope. You always give me positivity and, you know, uh, a lot of hope going into this. You gave it to me at the start of this series where I didn't have it. You gave it me after the first test. Uh, you gave it to me on the fourth day, uh, uh, at the end of the fourth day in the last series. So ahead of this test, which I think is going to be one of the toughest of uh, the Indian teams faced for a long time for the reasons we've spoken about. Tell me why we can retain the Border Gavaskar trophy. Yeah, I think going into the test, uh, we certainly have a mental advantage, you know, having uh, won the previous test uh, the way that we did. I mean, uh, it was a mental win. And um, first of all, I'm so sorry about the background. There's just construction happening around home. So, yeah, I think. uh, So, yeah, I mean, coming back, it's it's definitely going to be hard. You know, as you mentioned, it's probably going to be one of the toughest tests for India. But uh, the grit and character that the Indian team has shown, you know, with every single player, you know, there's not a single player who's uh, not performed so far. Everyone's had their good days. Everyone's, uh, you know, put up their hand and, uh, uh, so, so to say, exceeded expectations. So, it's definitely going to be a very tough task. But having said that, India have the mental advantage. Um, I think Australia have a couple of issues as well. Mitchell Stark's not in form. Nathan Lyons not in form. So, if, if we somehow manage to play out Hazelwood and Cummins, you know, it's going to be pressure on them. And uh, if we manage to unsettle uh, Labuschagne and Smith, you know, I you know I, I don't really understand why no one's trying to do that on the field. Because if it, if it were me, I'd probably go to Steve Smith and, uh, you know, scream at his face because that's what he does to our bowlers. So, if, if there's someone who can pull that off, you know, uh, then it'll, it'll be great to watch. But having said that, we certainly have the mental advantage. I think everyone knows that they're playing to save uh, the ball at the basket trophy. So, um, I, I feel it's going to be advantage India in terms of the mental aspect. On the field, Australia look a little more settled um, with their full strength squad, but uh, you can't really write off India after that test uh, never again. Fantastic. I'm really looking forward to a lot more now. I was very nervous, but uh, I think um, I'm uh, pumped up and um, I I can see the uh, players uh, listening to that being pumped up as well. And uh, I think we could get away with a result there. Um, Obviously, the result being a draw or a win. 
but it's going to be very, very tough. And we'll see how the toss goes. I can see if they win the toss, they'll put us in into a fresh uh, Gabba pitch. But um, yeah, really um, looking forward to the test match, as, as you say, and uh, hopefully we can uh, pull it off. It'll be incredible. And obviously, we'll come back and talk about how this uh, series ended. Uh, but I also uh, want to take this opportunity to wish um, the new parents of a baby girl um, many, many congratulations. Obviously, I'm talking about uh, Skipper Virat and Anushka. So congratulations to them um, and welcome to the, the world to their beautiful baby daughter. Uh, but on the other, um, I also wanted to talk to you about um, something I saw, and you've probably already seen, is um, a documentary, I think it's on Amazon, Beyond All Boundaries. Um, have you seen that documentary? What? Uh, I, don't, I don't seem to remember this, though. The reason I'm I... talking about it is uh, because uh, Prithvi Shaw, a very young Prithvi Shaw, is highlighted in, in that documentary. Uh, the documentary oh, follows um, uh, super fan Sudhir. Yeah, everybody knows Sudhir, a young Indian cricketer, Akshaya Suve, I think, uh, from Mumbai, and her struggle to um, play cricket for India uh, for Mumbai. As, but it was really about Prithvi Shaw and um, what he went through um, as a young person and the pressure he was on. And it was really sad to see in a way um, and I really felt for him because um, his dad didn't come across well uh, but you can see that a lot of these kids are being put under a lot of mental pressure physical pressure to keep performing to go and play you know day in day out and um, I did feel it changed my mind about Pretty Shaw and uh, how he comes across and um, it's something that uh, I recommend anybody that's not see it, seen it. It's called Beyond All Boundaries. I'm pretty sure it's on Amazon. Um, but um, if anybody knows and shares uh, share the story of um, Akshaya, the young girl, uh, did she progress? Is she playing for Mumbai? It'd be good to hear about that as well. But um, it, it gave a really good insight. And like I said, I do have it changed my opinion about uh, Prithvi Shaw and the way he is at the moment. You can understand sometimes um considering what he went through in his younger year each uh but we'll talk about that in the future uh, as well um yeah, i need to go back and watch it uh, once we're done with the show then <laughs> yeah it's 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 quite sad actually uh but um and um i felt very strong after watching it um uh, some of the things um you can say they are you know mentally and physically damaging to a very young person having to go through that and uh but we'll talk about that uh, but on to more pleasant things is um, we've got cricket back home in the form of the Shahid Mushtaqali Trophy. Obviously, we'll talk a lot more about this as it progresses because I think it's still in the early stages. Uh, but I think the question is, can your boys retain it? Well, to be very honest, I'm, uh, I'm pretty shocked by the way they've batted in the first two matches. Um, I, I think they barely managed to get 150 in the first match against Jammu and Kashmir. And, uh, you know, they sort of pulled it off with their bowling uh, more than their batting. And in the second match, uh, they, they fell to a below par 125 for eight against uh, a strong Punjab side. So, it's looking a little iffy. I'm not too sure because none of us are allowed to go and watch the matches. So, we can only build castles in the air and, uh, you know, pretty much just follow the scorecards uh, to know what's happening. So, 
I'm hoping that the batsmen improve. Uh, really hoping because we've lost one match, we've won one match, and only the top performer from the group or the the team which basically tops the points table will make it through to the quarters. So, uh, really hoping against hope that uh, we somehow pull through. But uh, it, it's looking a little iffy right now. Yeah, they have changed the uh, format, haven't they? It is like you say, the top team, and then I think um, the best three in terms of points or like that that will go through from all the groups. So, yeah, you really need to top the group to um, guarantee your place in the next stage. Um, I'm just interested, you're saying that uh, you're just following it through. Isn't it being covered on TV somewhere? No, unfortunately not. Actually, um, I, I think uh, I actually did speak to one of the guys from Star Sports and they were saying that because Wankhede and Eden Gardens are two big stadiums and, uh, you know, they can have multiple camera angles. Uh, that's why only the matches which are being held in Wankhede and Eden Gardens are being telecasted. And uh, there's actually some groundwork happening at the Chinnaswamy Stadium and that's why they're not uh, hosting matches there. Um, the Karnataka matches uh, which are happening as part of Group A are happening in Alu, which is uh, pretty much like an open ground. So, which is why they aren't able to keep too many cameras and cover the match. So, we only have to follow scorecard things. Right. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so, we'll we'll cover that. But there's some big names that are playing. I mean, Shekhar's playing for Delhi. Uh, Chahal's playing for Haryana. You've got Sanjay Samson for Kerala. Um, and Reina's back uh, playing for UP. So, some, some big names. But there's one I really want to take your views on. Somebody playing cricket after seven years, I think. Seven years. Yep. Um, big news. Were you expecting that? I, I was surprised. Uh, can you be a medium fast bowler at 37? <laughs> I think you can be anything uh, at 37, 38 because if, if Praveen Tambe can play the IPL at 39, then you can pretty much do anything you want. So, yeah, look, I think uh, for Srisant, it's been uh, it's been a comeback of, uh, for the ages uh, because the the scrutiny that he was put under, the pressure that he was put under, and uh, you know after that jail sentence was removed, uh, he straight away hit his traps and uh, went into play domestic cricket. Um, he's obviously not uh, uh, not someone who's going to give up, and uh, we can see the way he's bowling. And when he got that wicket, you know, a proper proper length delivery, which really went and hit the bales, he immediately, you know, he was hugging Sanju Samson for a good 15-20 seconds and then he went down on the ground and uh, sort of kissed the turf. So, I think it's it's a dream story. Um, it's great to see Srisan back in action because uh, I, I, I think growing up, uh, you know, after that World Cup, uh, you know, everyone tried to follow Srisan's action, yeah. doing that and doing this and, you know, trying to sort of... Um, model most of our bowling out of the way he bowled. So, it's great to see him back. Uh, hopefully, good things happen for him because he's had a torrid couple of years and uh, it's great to see for Indian cricket and obviously, Suresh Raina. So many big names, you know, Shikhar Dhawan, yeah. Nishan Sharma, uh, Raina, Bhuvneshwar Kumar also uh, uh, has oh. uh, did play for Uttar Pradesh. So, I, I think a lot of big names are playing and uh, that's what makes the side most so much more interesting this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, I, I was surprised when I saw some of the uh, players, but obviously being um, uh, there's going to be some sort of an option for the IPL, then we've got the T20 World Cup, so you can see why some of these players are playing this tournament to get into that uh, mold of T20 cricket and uh, get their names out there. Uh, but just going back to Sri Santa, I think for me, the memory, I think he, he does wear his heart on his sleeve. And you say it often, but it's, it's that ball that he hit against the South Africans and the celebration afterwards. 
Um, I think everybody's seen it. I can't remember who the bowler was, but uh, that's my memory of Sri Sanf. But uh, yeah, yeah he's been through. Every time Andre Nell is uh, interviewed, I think they'll ask him, you know, what what was your reaction <laughs> of that uh, <laughs> that that six that uh, Sri Sanf hit and uh, his celebration. So I'm hundred percent sure. If you, if you ask Andre Nell, I think he'll be he would have been asked that question a thousand times by now. <laughs> yeah, that's on the, I think that little bit sums up Sri Sanf and the character he is and. Uh, like I say, he wears his heart sleeve. He's been through um, a lot in seven years. And for, for somebody to come back, I think that's an incredible story. Um, I didn't know he's already picked up a cricket. I'm glad you shared that with me. Check that out. But I can imagine the emotions going through him when he did that. So I totally understand, um, you know, him going to ground and celebrating with Sanjay Samson. So fantastic story and good way to end. Uh, this podcast but um, it's going to be um, like I said Monday was very nervous for me waking up and watching that last session very very nervous uh, but we, we survived it and now we've got five days um, more uh, at the Gabba but I'm looking forward to it after speaking to you so um, really thank you again for joining me today um, and uh, for your insight and uh, look forward to speaking to you again very soon stay safe my friend Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me again. Always lovely to chat with you. You know, obviously, we do discuss our thoughts as well uh, during the match, but uh, all those sentiments can only be put into words uh, when we get on your show. So, thanks a lot for having me again. Uh, lovely to chat with you and uh, yeah, see you soon. William, thank Take you. Care. Take care, my friend. Thanks a lot. Cheers.